said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So there's so much for us to cover today. Uh, we're going to be getting into the whole thing about the RNC and uh, why and how we need change. We're going to be giving some information out uh, to the RNC. I'll start with that, actually, um, that you uh, want to write the RNC. You want to you want to tackle this, and one of the things I think we want to do is we want to um, contact the RNC. Write in. Um, there are 168 members of the RNC. There's three per state, three per state, and territory. I hope millions of upset voters contact them all and demand change. The fact we are even debating whether new leadership is needed after this humiliating uh, joke in Georgia, uh, clean house and build it back up. That's what I'm reading right now. But uh, what we're going to say is Matt Gates responded to that and said, now do congressional leadership. The issue is this. We can no longer permit, we can no longer put up with this type of RNC leadership. And we're, we're going against a whole bunch of things. We're going against, and today what we're going to talk about is these corporate, uh, the corporations and how they're being used to subvert our constitutional rights. The government is using the corporations, the woke cor- – well, the corporations are going woke because there's money in woke. You say, well, go woke, go broke? Yeah, that would be under a capitalist society. That would be under a democracy or a republic. But that's not what's going on here. What's going on here is more like a Chinese-style pay-to-play, where if you want to have a corporation set up in China, you got to uh, bow to the government. The government is the most powerful entity in the country. 
because all they're collecting money from every citizen, but they are not representing every citizen. We have rogue bureaucrats, part of the Democrat Socialist Society, that are, have their own agenda. A lot of people are saying that that kind of thing goes on in Twitter, you know, with the underlings that are just going rogue and that Elon Musk can't possibly keep up with all of it. And that's why it's probably a good idea that he fired a lot of them. But this whole thing about the rollout of all this these this information that's going to be like, great, we're going to find out the truth. Well, how many weeks did uh, James Baker already have to clean and how long does it take to clean the data? You know, a simple, these are IT gurus at Twitter. The, the creme de la creme, the best of the best. You don't, you, you, don't, you don't think that they have some sort of a dark net or some sort of a back channel to communicate all their dirty secrets? And access to those have been destroyed completely? How long does it take to hit the, the delete key? And we're not talking about, you know, clean, cleaning up your Outlook inbox. It's not that, it's not, it's not even that way. This is a, a whole shadow net, a whole, a whole dark net going on in Twitter. With like an intranet, like their own network with private outside access, private back channels that easily uh, that not only are not connected directly, but anything that is connected directly and that could have been backed up a couple of months ago and, you know, you have a secret backup, maybe. But all that dark channel, all that dark net stuff, back channel, dark net, all that stuff can be wiped clean as if it never existed. So when Miranda Devine talks about uh, the information that came out was cleansed, she would know because one of the stories that they're trying to out is what went behind, what, 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 what went into it, what went into all that uh, censoring. Of course, you know, Biden wasn't even the president at the time when that was happening. See, that's a problem. Who was in charge of the government? Who? Why were they pushing against Trump? Every single thing you hear and do is against Trump. Because Trump exposed all these people. But Trump's not perfect. You know, and I have my beefs with Trump now, lately. And I, I think that uh, he's going to have to pivot and he's going to have to come up with something, something new. But I mean, you know, he's just going into this whole story about, you know, the McRhinos, right? The McRhinos over at the RNC. You know, you got McDaniels, you got uh, McConnell, you got McCarthy. Where did all these Micks come from, number one? The McRhinos, we call them, right? It's trending. It's catchy. What's good about that is it helps you remember. It helps you remember the slime that's going on there. The corporate pay-to-play, the uh, talking out of both sides of your mouth and the alignments that they have with Google. You know, it's no mistake that McCarthy and Frank Luntz are 
you know, basically connect, joined at the hip. They were roommates in D.C. And Frank Luntz uh, was doing these fake polls. And McCarthy was knee-deep in bed with Google. And that's why Section 230 never got addressed. That's why, you know, there's just so much conflict. And everybody wants Harmy Dillon, but I read on several reports that there's no chance that McDaniel's going to uh, not get reelected. The way the RNC is structured, all the votes are in the bag. Yes, there are three per state and 168 votes, but it's almost a sure shot. It's almost impossible to, to take her job. And Harmie Dillon's doing a great job in getting the grassroots out, and every Republican worth their weight in salt wants her to take the place of Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel, because she's a loser, McDaniel is. Ronna McDaniel is a loser. She had a winning golden ticket with Donald Trump, and she failed because she's a rhino that likes the status quo. And Harmy Dillon wrote a letter and had a conversation with one of the RNC voters, and they were basically endorsing the status quo, and they said, well, the people don't actually vote. But the people, the small and large donors, want change at the RNC, and the RNC is basically saying, we're top brass. We have a cushy job. We have pay to play out our nose. People are paying, greasing our palms for us to set the agenda in, in a way that favors them. So we're happy. Don't, don't mess with it. Just like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is supporting McCarthy because she's going to guarantee be pulled back into the House. She was annexed from the House. She was basically isolated, pushed out by the left wing that didn't like her MAGA-style politics. But McCarthy promised her a cushy committee chair job, and she's going to get it with her vote if McCarthy wins. And it's going to be back same as usual. we got to get rid of all three. McCarthy, knee-deep involved with Google, uh, Tied at the hip uh, with his roommate, Frank Luntz. Uh, Frank Luntz is no friend of Trump's. But where Trump, I have a beef with Trump is that he endorsed McDaniel. And guess what? Trump also endorsed McCarthy. And, And guess what? Trump also campaigned and stumped for Mitch McConnell in Kentucky and helped him get reelected in the last two years ago. So I'm sorry, but, you know, these are a lot of bad appointments. Gina Haspel and the CIA was bad. Incidentally, it turns out that Lee Harvey Oswald was CIA. And Robert Kennedy Jr. just posted some new evidence. Robert Kennedy Jr., Bobby Kennedy's son. He speaks with a uh, little bit of a scratchy voice because he has something wrong with his larynx. But he's an anti-vaxxer, big time. And he's still a Democrat. But... (laughs) He, he came out and he, he unequivocally made the argument that Lee Harvey Oswald was CIA. I think we already knew that, but new evidence indicates proof positive. It's, it's very likely that this was a CIA hit job. And if we would know the truth, we would probably never even had a CIA. There wouldn't have been a Gina Haspel. They suck over at the CIA. And they suck over at the FBI. 
Christopher Ray. But again, who hired Christopher Ray before when he had the house? 2017 was when Christopher Ray got his job. And I'm t- I'm t- I'm tired of these these awful critters running these institutions that we rely on almost as 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 the safety net. It's as if your your um parachute doesn't uh if your parachute doesn't come open, you have a reserve parachute. And boy, won't it be a problem if that parachute doesn't open. Well, that Reserve parachute is our Supreme Court. That reserve parachute is our FBI and our Department of Justice. Because Lady Justice was supposed to be blind. She had a blindfold on. And we are not blind when it comes to justice. Just look at Hillary Clinton still walking the streets. She's a murdering thug. She covered up Benghazi. She's extorted cash for, for and sold out America every chance she could. And you know, there are Republica there are Republicans that do the same thing, but they're generally rhinos. They're generally neocons, they're bushophites. You know? There wasn't much daylight between the Bushes and the Clintons, or, you know, basically the left and the right. And that's just the way John McCain and Lindsey Graham and all these other rhinos loved it. They loved it like that. You know, never score a touchdown for America. Never, ever win anything. But just sort of do politics as usual. Today, it's your turn. Tomorrow will be my turn to make a buck. But we're all going to make a buck. It's always an IOU for the next cycle. And returning the favor. And when, pe- when favors aren't returned in Washington, you end up dead. You end up whacked. Take the cryptocurrency. I'm hearing all these stories now. Of I've got four or five different cryptocurrency leaders, like these young cryptocurrency around the world, all dying, murdered. And yet Sam Bankman-Fried can't even get an indictment or can't even get a subpoena by Maxine Waters, who basically sold out America for money. Thanks to Sam Bankman-Fried, who she adores. You know, so it's, it's absolutely corrupt. And we know that this is all negative news and it's all very, 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 very corrupt. But we have good news too. The good news is, is that, uh, and this is huge, man. I'm telling you, this is absolutely big. Vanguard, Vanguard pulled out of... Um, the uh, Net Zero Initiative. Vanguard pulled out. BlackRock will be next. And you know why? I think that what's happening is in with the looming housing crisis and the overly invested institutional investors, their portfolio is stacked heavy with housing properties. Instead of buying stocks, they were buying properties and land ownership. And what's going to happen is the housing market is poised to collapse for a lot of reasons, for a ton of reasons. But I would say 2023, you're going to see a housing market that's in in trouble with the higher interest rates 
basically causing housing prices to drop. But I think that also our national debt in terms of how much debt we have with our credit cards and and the, the, the labor participation uh, is still down and the uh, inflation is way up and people are struggling. And uh, rent prices are going through the roof because people can't afford the high price of homes because of the institutional investors that jack the prices up artificially, creating a false demand, and now they're going to liquidate. And I think that Vanguard and BlackRock, that you know, already you're seeing four states, Louisiana, Florida, but the, the big one was Florida, $2 billion they divested from BlackRock. And BlackRock was none too happy about it and complained about it. And I think that Republican Congress, uh, Republican governors need to do more of that. They need to divest from these woke corporations, these money centers like BlackRock and Vanguard. And what they need to do is they need to um, get out of that, you know, mixing politics with investments, but certainly not to strengthen and embolden organizations like BlackRock. But that we, we need a change because, you know, Rona McDaniel, she was basically trying to brag that she was like a pioneer of ballot harvesting and that she perfected it. Well, that's not... A, there's two things. A, uh, it's wrong on its face because, you know, appealing to the ballot versus appealing to the voter is not the way our elections should be run. Because we we should be creating incentives for the congressman to have a debate, not skirt away from a debate, because they already have an apparatus and a machine uh, working on behalf of ballot collection. Oh, well, we already have a team working on ballots. I don't need to say anything or do anything. Just look at Katie Hobbs and, and Joe Biden. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. They're not worried about what you think or how you feel. They're not worried that you're starving. They're not worried even about whether you're going to vote or not because they already got 10 of your votes in some ballot harvest because they're looking for ballots. So I'll tell you what's happening here. What's happening here is, and and, and it's this uh, it's this kind of corruption that's happening. What's, what's absolutely happening is that they are sending ballots out left and right. They're sending ballots out, and they're, they're basically collecting them. They're collecting these ballots. And, you know, I said here, this is the post I was looking for. I said, Democrats pushed registrations. And remember, I've been saying this for years now. I always thought it was a little different. It was just... Something that struck me, I said, something's going on here. Something is definitely going on here. Every time I went on Facebook and every time I went on Twitter and every time I went on Google and every time I went on any of these platforms, these liberal, crooked, corrupt platforms. Now, George Soros, by the way, is financing Google's fact-checking mechanisms. George Soros is. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
But there was one good case. In Europe, they had a Supreme Court case. I think it was maybe in Germany. I'm not sure. It was in Europe. And basically, they came to the conclusion that if people prove the Google searches are wrong, the Google has to change the search results. Aha. See, things are slowly, but it's not going to be done here in America. We're too corrupt now. We're a banana republic at this point. But it's going to have to be done somewhere else in the world. Um, because we America is not leading anymore. We're, we're following. We're, we're heading toward third world status. But um, Democrats pushed registrations. And so they were pushing these registrations. And I think that there were like whole teams like, you know, in India, like telecom rooms of, full of telecommunications. May I take your order? You know, that kind of thing. Well, I think that they had rooms just like that set up to register. And I think that what was happening is they were using these online systems to red, to push registrations. And I think that also what's happening is these millions of people that are coming through the border are getting an ID. They're getting into a system. Then they're taking these roles that are from these databases and they're registering these voters and applying them to where, what, wherever they need them. Could be like Atlanta or it could be somewhere else. So, you know, and then all, always the, the results come in late and in every single case where there was a late, uh, where the election came in late, whether it was Laxalt in Nevada, whether it was uh, Katie Hobbs or whether it was... Uh, Kerry Lake in Arizona, whether it was uh, Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, from Alaska to Nevada to Georgia to, you know, you name it. Every single time these results came in late, guess, guess what happened? The Democrat won every time, like 100% of the time. Remember um, many years ago, about seven years ago, like in the 2016 election was or something like that? No, I think it was 2018, 2018 midterm election. Four candidates in Orange County, California were winning. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they all lost. <laughs> Again, you can get these votes. You know, how many do I need? Make a call. How many, how many votes? I need 12,000 votes. Okay, we got them. We'll send them to you express mail. You'll get them tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's only going to cost us $1,000 to ship these off to you. Well, we got millions, you know, George Soros money. <laughs> you know, that's how it works. So Democrats were pushing these registrations. Then they sent registered voters their ballots, whether they wanted them or not. See, I mean, that's the weird thing. I'm getting a, they're sending out ballots whether you want them or not. Think about how much money that costs in postage alone. Wasted. But they're doing it for a reason. So they not only have a whole like farming system for registrations, bots, you know, automation, where they're going online to these online systems, getting people registered, that these illegal migrants are registering to vote. They don't even know they're registering to vote. They can't even read English. But nevertheless, their ID is tracked with a registration, and they're now registered to vote. It's based on the honor system. But they could lie, right? 
if they have a, if they have any kind of paperwork that says they have to be called to to the court two years from now for a hearing, they're now legally here in status. So <clears throat> Democrats push these registrations, then they send those registered voters, the ones that they registered themselves, they send out ballots to these locations. And these locations could be anywhere because nobody really knows where these illegals are moving to. They come into our country and then they just sort of disappear into the United States. Well, maybe we need 12,000 more voters in Atlanta. Maybe we need 12,000 more in Maricopa or Las Vegas or Colorado or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, wherever. So Democrats are pushing the registrations online, anonymous. So the registrations are anonymous. Nobody knows who's filling out that registration form. It's an automatic computerized signature. Is this your signature? Click. Check this box if if you sign and authorize. Yes, check. And it's not even a person that's checking. It's an automation that's checking it. Or some dude in India. Then send those registration voters, registered voters, their ballots, whether they wanted them or not. Then collect the ballots. Collect them. How do you collect them? With a ballot harvester. And mailed or dropped them, and they had a month to do this. So they collect the ballots and then mail them or drop them. And they have a month, not a day. They have a whole month to process all this, 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 this uh, enormous amount of ballots. And by the way, do you really honestly think that Biden is that attractive in any way, shape, or form? Is he a get-out-the-vote guy? I don't think, I don't see it. I don't think so. When you can't fill up a half a gym, but yet you're having record after record after record broken with these turnouts. I just heard Georgia had a record turnout. Why? This pattern has never happened before. The whole pattern has never happened before. If we were to know, if we were to have a legitimate, I would love to just see one day their their cheating systems break down. I would love to see it, what the real numbers in America are. Because we do see it on different uh, computerized polls online, where on Twitter, for example, a huge number wanted Trump back on. And Twitter had already censored all the conservatives off, so suspended their accounts. So it was dominated by liberals on Twitter at the time of that poll. And it still was overwhelmingly in favor of Trump and MAGA. That's why I am not buying at all. I am not buying at all the RNC's message that the MAGA is bad for Republicans. I think that rhinos are bad for Republicans, and I've had enough of that. And that what we need is more MAGA, not less. The Democrats and the globalists fear MAGA. They fear America first policies. I'm a true blue believer true red believer. I'm a true believer in America first policies. 
And I like bilateral trade. And I am an anti-globalist like you've never seen. But I've made myself clear about that. That's my position. And you're welcome to argue that point with me any day of the week. And I'll defend my position on that. But I've seen enough. I've seen enough tyranny in the world right now. And I can see where it's all heading. With this digital currency and the climate hoax and the COVID misinformation and the alignment with corporations to change narratives, the media bias and the outright lies coming from mainstream media uh, propped up by corporate sponsorships and corporate partnerships that are all run by the globalist agenda. I'm all about representation. Uh, No taxation without representation. That's me. So I said, people who never intended to vote actually voted by simply handing over the ballot that was mailed to them, in some instances unknowingly, to others in exchange for something of value. Money, crack, whatever. That's what's going on. So that's why they have these record turnout numbers. It's not that the Democrats... I, most of the Democrats I talk to and I have any kind of a debate with them, I tell you, they, they don't even know the issues. It's like, yeah, but didn't you hear about, you know, like Klaus Schwab? And they're like, who's Klaus Schwab? It's like, okay, well, you didn't hear about, you know, and they're like, who's that? They don't know anything. They literally don't know a thing because the mainstream media is not covering any of the stories. Hey, did you hear about Twitter releasing all these new documents? No, no. Is that something going on on Twitter? What's Twitter? You know, they don't know anything. They're misinformed. They're ill-informed people. Meanwhile, we have this tyranny, this crazy story here. It was never about your health, I said. Liberal elites at Duke University refused kidney transplant to adopted Ukrainian immigrant Yulia Hicks for refusing a COVID vaccine. In New Zealand, you have a story where they're basically the state in uh, in New Zealand has just kidnapped a child from their parents because their parents wanted unvaccinated blood transfusions for the child. This is what tyranny looks like. This is what's going on around the world. We can play clips of Justin Trudeau liking China and hating his own citizens all day long. But again... There are There is hope. Huge blow to net zero. Will Larry Fink of BlackRock pull out as well? Vanguard quits net zero climate group, marking biggest defection yet. That is a huge story, folks. Probably one of the biggest stories of the day, and nobody's even talking about it. But you're hearing it first on the Scott Adams show. Yeah, that's not too bad. So... The federal government is getting involved in the election rigging and the RNC is not talking about it because the RNC stinks and we need leadership change at the RNC. Let's listen to Christina Bob, one of Trump's attorneys, explains the federal government's involvement in elections, specifically in Maricopa County. So we're going to take a listen to this real quick. 
Absolutely. Well, it's what everybody suspects. We now actually have documented proof for, particularly as it relates to Maricopa County. So CISA, the federal agency that's part of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, was coordinating meetings to supposedly control misinformation about the election. And they had executives from Twitter involved, Ms. Gad, who was recently uh, by Elon Musk for her partisan viewership, or partisan ways on Twitter. She was the Twitter representative at these meetings that's documented here. And it's also documented that Stephen Richer, the recorder for Maricopa County, was involved in directly working with CISA, with the federal government, as well as with Twitter and big tech to censor and manipulate information related to the election. Now, this is the elections that Richer supposedly was responsible for reporting. He's the recorder of the, uh, of the county. And he's out there saying what's the most election for everything. But he's known time again that he's extremely partisan. He had a, pack, a super PAC that was aimed at taking down election denier candidates, including Carrie Lake, the election he was overseeing. And now we have documented proof that he was directly working with Twitter and CISA to try to control the narrative and potentially manipulate the outcome of the election. Wow. So that's uh, federal. That's your federal tax dollars at work, right? Now, here is something interesting. Okay. This is, uh, <clears throat> I, I found this account yesterday johnny maga so this is an interesting thing um for you desantis supporters uh, you might want to close your ears um but look i love desantis i don't think it's his turn i think that if we bow down to uh what the left wants us to put out and what the rhinos want us to put out in terms of our candidates, I, I truly believe MAGA works. I, I think that the reason why there's so much pressure against America First policies is is because uh, the globalists and the rhinos don't want it that way. It's not in line with corporate sponsorships and things like that. We got to get a handle on corporate donors, outside influences. You know, the money laundering from FTX and. And the whole ball of wax, FTX, Sam Bankman-Free, that whole corruption. You know, Maxine Waters is actually making a mistake by not subpoenaing him because the new House of Representatives is going to subpoena him and it's going to be under their rules. And that would be pretty good. So there would be fireworks on all of that because I don't think this guy is ready for prime time. I don't think he's that bright. Um, he was just there to basically do... Uh, anybody can do well if somebody gives them the platform with all the leverage uh, known to man. I mean, if you're basically the chosen one to take all the donations that are coming from the world into Ukraine and working uh, with the Ukrainian National Bank, how could you do any wrong? You know, you're basically in, you're flooded with a billion dollars. In worldwide money that all the presidents of all the com- countries that are belong uh, that are disciples of Klaus Schwab are basically saying, "Give us money, help Ukraine," you know, and then you got uh, Sean Penn giving uh, Zelensky his Oscar, and it's like, open your eyes and see, they just gave Zelensky an Oscar. Really, that's what it was. I bet you it wasn't even Sean Penn's Oscar. I think it was the. Academy and Screen Actors Guild that gave Zelensky his, his Oscar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. They're doing it right in front of you. Open your eyes. The man got an Oscar. 
He's he spent more time in front of green screens than he ever did in front of a real uh, battlefield. You know. But this Johnny Maga guy, he says, I'd never choose DeSantis over Trump for the simple fact that, and that's, by the way, when he says that, he is not saying he doesn't like Rob, Ron DeSantis. He, he's not saying that. I'm not saying I don't like Ron DeSantis. I do like Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying I don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene when I complain about certain things that she's done. J.D. Vance comes to mind. McCarthy comes to mind. Look, I do like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she does more good than bad. Now, it's the other congresswoman, um, Ocasio-Cortez, that's actually going to be indicted. She's the one where the Ethics Committee <clears throat> has cracked down and indicted her. Ocasio-Cortez, that's a new story. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But he says, I'd never choose DeSantis over Trump for the simple reason, the fact that Ron got to D.C. four years before Trump. He couldn't. He could have been the one to take on the system and spark the MAGA movement. But he was signing letters with Adam Kissinger calling for U.S. involvement in Ukraine until Trump made him governor. And here's a letter. It says, The Honorable John Kerry, Secretary of State, and this letter um, doesn't say when it was dated, but it was uh, Tom Cotton, who I'm not that big of a fan of. I like Josh Hawley, but I don't not I always get Tom, Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley mixed up. But like Josh Hawley, not a huge fan of Tom Cotton. But Adam Kinzinger signed off on this memo. We are writing to express our deep concern over the current situation in Ukraine. As you know, over a million people have turned out to protest Ukrainian pro So this was when it was a protest Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych bitch sudden reversal of policy so this was going back to like 2015 or something like that 14 15 and um so tom cotton ron DeSantis, tom marino and adam kinzinger all signed off on this document so you know for whatever that's worth right and from what I hear, there's some other connections. Also, it was kind of interesting, you know, the Daily Wire uh, put out a fake poll. The Daily Wire put out this fake poll saying, uh, last year, saying that uh, Pence, Pence was, uh, it says here, poll, Pence tops DeSantis by double digits in poll of 2024 contenders. That's the Daily Wire. Next thing you know, DeSantis is paying uh, $100,000 to Daily Wire for positive coverage, <laughs> right? That's his Daily Wire, you know, wanting their palms greased. Um, who knows? I said fake polls like Pence over DeSantis. Follow the money. Remember Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy were big tech Google darlings, and they pay for fake polls. So this, I wrote that, by the way, September 22nd, 2021. Um, and it only came up because somebody retweeted it and it showed up in my Twitter that way. But, uh, you know, um, if you want to make a difference, you want to write GOP.com, go to GOP.com and click on About Our Party and then 
uh, click on, there's a contact us form that you should fill out and let them know that you do not want Ron and McDaniel uh, to uh, run again. And again, people say she'll win if she runs, no matter what. It doesn't matter how great the person is that's going to challenge her. It's just the way it's rigged at the RNC. And I say this, when you say something to them, say, you'll never get a dollar of donations. And tell them this. Tell them we'd rather make a donation to MAGAPAC, which supports Red State Talk Radio and supports the Scott Adams Show. MAGAPAC.org is our nonprofit, 501c3. Uh, that's the, uh, the sister company of BugleCall.org, which uh, if you go to BugleCall.org, you could see a whole our whole board. We have a very, very strong board of directors over there. And find out, you know, how it is that we are able to do this stuff without a lot of, uh, you know, you know, no one's paying us really to do this stuff. We're doing it and we rely on donations to do it. So, you know, um, if you want to keep these messages, everybody likes, you know, my analysis and things like that. Well, this comes at a price. I mean, basically, I spend uh, 12 hours a day researching, if not more than that, researching, pushing out social media, trying to make a difference, doing these shows, doing the podcasts, doing all this work. And, you know, uh, the donations really do support what we're doing. That's, that's what it's all about. What we're doing right this moment is advancing you know, a patriotic America first, make America great again message. And, you know, there's no money in that. It's not a widget that I can sell, but it's information that needs to be disseminated. And so there is a value in that. And so, you know, I only ask that people check out org or buglecall.org and make a donation whenever you can, because that's what helps keep this going. Um, in any case, uh, I want to. That's how you get. You go to gop.com for that. Rising Serpent wrote this: mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting has effectively put def- densely populated, crime-infested urban hellholes in charge of deciding elections. The Electoral College, an antidote to this very thing, is going to obsolete and irrelevant. Make obsolete and irrelevant by the sheer brute force of this operation. Elections used used to be decided by voter turnout. Now they're decided by ballots. Ballots do not equal voters. Ballots equal money spent. Somehow people don't understand this. So the point that, that he's that, that's being made here is a valid one. Remember how often the Democrats did not want... Um, the Electoral College, they wanted a popular vote. They're almost getting that by uh, going after ballots. It's a machinery. It's, again, it's getting people to register. It's then sending the ballots out. Then it's getting people out there to collect the ballots. And it's why you have these record, so-called, so-called record turnouts. But people really connected with the Democrat Party, you don't see a lot of people at the polls. All you see are these ballots but you don't see the people associated with the ballots because there's one person bringing in a thousand ballots. They call it from a nursing home to help the elderly. No, 
it's a game it's a it's a scam and our our we have to get the courts involved and we have to get people to rule on this that somehow we got to get back to where the voter the uh the uh political candidates need to appeal to the voter to the human being and not just factor you know like create like a factory a ba- not create a fac- a ballot factory and that's the key because if we do that then it's going to be how clever and how you know it, amazon could get into the ballot business and start shipping all kinds of ballots who's to stop any of this from getting out of control it's already out of control though so you know there's that so I was talking about this GOP losers like McCarthy latch on to Juneteenth, hoping that their constituents will forget that they're in bed with corporations like Google and have having sleepovers with creeps like Frank Luntz. If you're a GOP voter, your party's leadership hates you and thinks you're stupid. <laughs> That's what Pedro Gonzalez wrote. Um, so that was uh, when Kevin McCarthy said Juneteenth marks the day that the last slaves were free. whatever, whatever, you know. So Joe Biden basically said uh, he didn't have time to go to the border, but he goes and there's a lot of money being spent on these nano chips. Let's listen to how much he's really into this nanochip. This guy is nothing but a puppet, doesn't even know what he's saying. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, three nanochips, the three nanochip, chips that are three nano. And you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nano, no, no, I don't know. He doesn't know anything. This guy is out to lunch. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And uh, uh, Marsha Blackburn, she had a good clip on that. She says this. But he says the priority isn't about a secure border. He wants to go talk about a chip factory. When I talk to Tennesseans, the most important, the most important issue is securing that border, stopping these drugs coming into the country, making certain that we put an end to every state being a border state and every town a border town. Well, Joe Biden decided to take a trip to Arizona, but he says the priority is... <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, you know, I wonder how much money Hunter's going to make on this nanochip uh, project, you know? Uh, there's another terrible story as well, and this involves... Um, this involves uh, Kirk Cameron. He's been banned from bookstores because he wants to, you know, talk about uh, religion. And uh, yet the same bookstores are allowing for Drag Queen Story Hour. You can host a Drag Queen Story Hour in your public library, but don't even think about reading a faith-based story about God. Kirk Cameron shares with Tucker Carlson and represents a call to action that we can do to get involved. Let's take a listen. 
Well, it, it's a book that teaches biblical wisdom through the seasons of life to children and the value of growing the fruit of the Spirit, like love, joy, kindness, patience, gentleness, self-control. And I wanted to do a book reading at a public library, and I was denied by over 50 woke libraries that have hosted drag queen story hours. Uh, one of the most outrageous denials was uh, Alameda County Public Library that said they didn't want that book teaching kids biblical values, um, while at the same time they're hosting a gender name change clinic tomorrow. And I'm thinking, wow. If uh, we're so committed to diversity, why am I being excluded? Why can't I use your facility to read my book? You're a library. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so we began the show with a story about how the president of Ukraine has banned a Christian religion in Ukraine. And then we get to your story where the libraries ban your book. So the thread here appears to be fear and hatred of Christianity. Why do you think a religion based on peace and tolerance turning the other cheek not showing vengeance is so scary. Well, I, my understanding of history is that the family and the church are two great pillars of Western civilization. And those two things need to be removed and taken out of the way in order to fundamentally change the power structure and the moral value code of the nation. And that's why parents are fighting back. In fact, Tucker, hundreds of parents and librarians are now emailing us saying, we want your book and we want to host our own Brave Book Story Hour in our public library. So here's my call to action. I want every parent and every grandparent in America to get their favorite children's storybook, my book or other Brave Books or a book of the Bible. Call your local public library that has hosted a Drag Queen Story Hour and say, I'd like to chance to read my book in the library. And if they say no, they're likely breaking the law and violating the Constitution, and they can contact bravebooks.com. We'll give them free books and all that they need to turn that denial into a revival in their community. I think the posture that you're taking, which is gentle and calm and brave and persistent, is something I personally can learn from, less outrage, more rational response, and I think that really works. And I hope that you inspire other people to do the same. Tell your story. Don't get mad. Be honest. Thank you. I, thank you. I think you're right, uh, Tucker. And, and, and to Christians particularly, we often get told no in the public square. We go home with our tail between our legs, crying in our Chick-fil-A soup, waiting for the rapture, rather than getting on the offense and saying, let's invest in our children and teach them the values we want them to learn. Amen. I, complete, I completely agree with that. Well, and I do too. Um, that is just absolutely amazing. I love that, that, that last part of that. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, we're located in Arlington inside the Beltway in D.C., and, uh, but we're in Arlington, Virginia. And, uh, and there's a town called Sherlington, and it's actually where I, um, I ran into Sherlington because that's where my doctor's office was related to my um, spinal condition and whatever. And um, Sherlington, charming town, beautiful little town. But they have a public library and they have Black Lives Matter and rainbow flags all over it. <laughs> like, why? And, uh, you know, because let's remember, the rainbow flag represents sexual choices. It's sex-oriented. And then 
it's uh, Black Lives Matter represents Marxist values, you know, and and I don't know why these things have to be shoved in everybody's faces all the time, except for awareness and wokeness and whatever. You know, I find the whole thing to be disgusting and I see it all over the place and I'm sick and tired of it. You know, we live in a community, uh, communal uh, space, um, but yet only one side, you know, it. Like I say, uh, if you were to put up a candidate of your choice and put a bumper sticker on your car and it doesn't represent the liberal value, your car is going to get egged, keyed, windows broken, set on fire, you name it. That's what's, that's that's the you know level that we're at with the liberals. But the liberals could do anything they want, put these flags and no windows are going to get broken, no graffiti, no spray paint, no nothing. Charming town, Sherlington, but woke. And I bet you that public library would say no to Kirk Cameron, too, if they haven't already, which is um, pretty sad, you know. And again, because it's a big threat, you know, like Kirk Cameron said there, you know, Christian values, family values uh, become, they, they are paramount. They are paramount to government, and government doesn't want that. Government wants to annihilate the middle class so that they could have either A, a dependent class, or B, a elite class. Either way, the elite stay elite, the impoverished stay dependent, and that's exactly what they want. It's that middle class that thinks on their own, lives their own life the best they can, and values family and God, and that's what is threatening government. And these government players, particularly on a globalist scale, uh, understand this. And they have one enemy, and it's, it's the conservative, Christian, family value, middle class. That is their chief enemy. And we're, that's what this fight is all That's <laughs> That's what this fight is all about, folks. This is this is a fierce battle that we're in. It's sad that a lot too many people don't know that we are in a cultural war right now that is epic. And we have a chance to win. We still do. We have not lost. But but it's a tough battle. Well, hey, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org, buglecall.org, and make a donation if you can. And also, if you're going to go over to my pillow and support Mike Lindell and his pillows, please use Red State as your promo code. You could even go to mypillow.com slash Red State, and you can see our whole Red State splash page over at my pillow. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there